Okay, so grade fours, we are on the last episode of the book titled Augie and Me. So we are in episode 13. If you're following along by the days, it's Friday, um, April the 24th. And we are going to finish up Augie and Me and see how this story ends today. So next chapter is called How I Fell Asleep, Finally. And remember, the girls have just done their dance, had a very successful um night at Carnegie Hall. Everyone was like, super happy for them. And today we start with a tight, uh, chapter titled How I Fell Asleep Again Finally. So we didn't get home until pretty late that night. I was super tired as I washed all the makeup off my face and got ready for bed. But then I don't know why I couldn't fall asleep. All the night's events kept crashing over me like soft waves. I, feel, I felt the way you feel like when you're on a boat rocking back and forth. My bed was floating in an ocean. After about half an hour of tossing and turning, I picked my phone up from where it was charging on my nightstand. Anyone up? I text Summer and Xmina. It was after midnight. I was sure they were asleep. Just wanted you guys to know that I think you're the two most amazing people in the world, and I'm glad we got to be such good friends for a while. I'll always remember this night. It's the shingling, baby. I put the phone back on the nightstand and karate chalked my pillow to make it comfy. I closed my eyes, hoping sleep would come. Just as I felt myself finally drifting off, my phone buzzed. It wasn't Xmina or Summer. Weirdly enough, it was Ellie. Hey, Charlie, I'm sure you're sleeping, but my parents just came, came home from the gala and said you guys were absolutely, unbelievably incredible. Proud of you. Wish I could have been there to see you dance. You deserve it. Let's try to hang out after school next week. Miss you. It sounds stupid, but her text made me so happy. Tears instantly welled up in my eyes. Thanks so much, Ellie. I text back. Wish you could have been there too. Would love to hang next week. Miss you too. Good night. All right, next chapter. How Maya was surprised and surprised us all. I woke up feeling so exhausted the next morning. Mom let me go to school late. I saw that both Exmina and Summer had texted me first thing in the morning. Exmina Chin. I feel the same way, Charlotte. What a night. Summer Dawson. Now she's text something here that I'm sorry, grade fours. I'm just trying to figure out what that means. I agree something. I love the three of you too. I think that's what that means. It's kind of in text code. I didn't text them back because I knew they were in class. I missed the first three periods and didn't see either of them until lunch. Summer as usual was sitting with Augie and Jack and Xmina as usual was at the Savannah table. For a fraction of a second, I was going to go over and say hello to Xmina, but the image of Maya standing in front of that same group of kids yesterday was still fresh in my head. And I didn't want to give Xmina even the sliver of a chance of disappointing me with anything but a really friendly hello. So I waved to her in summer as I walked over to my usual table and sat down next to Maya. The girls at my table asked me how last night had gone. Some of them had heard about it from their parents, but I spared them too many details because I knew they'd lose interest after 30 seconds, which is exactly what happened. Not that I could blame them, really. And the main thing on their minds, in fact, the only thing they wanted to talk about was a note that Maya had given to Ellie and Carvel. That note, it turned out, which by now had been quoted or read aloud by half the grade, was Maya's first ticket to a kind of popularity she had never experienced before. People were talking about her. Kids were pointing her out to curious sixth graders who had also heard about the note. I'm the queen of the underdogs today, Maya herself said. I could tell she felt triumph. She liked the attention she was getting. I had intended to tell her how hurt Ixmina had been by her note, how it made her cry, but in a strange way I also didn't want to rain on Maya's parade. Hey, you said Summer, nudging me so I could scoot over. Hey, I said, surprised to see her there. I looked over at her table, but Augie and Jack had already left. 
Hi, Summer, said Maya eagerly. Did you hear about my note? Summer smiled. Yes, I did, she answered. Did you like it? Maya asked. I could tell Summer didn't want to hurt Maya's feelings either, so she hesitated in answering. Where are Augie and Jack? I interjected. Working on some top secret notes to leave in Julian's locker, she answered. A note like mine, said Maya. Summer shook her head. I don't think so. Love notes from someone named Beulah. Who's Beulah, I said. Summer laughed. It's too hard to explain. I noticed that Exmina was looking at us from all the way across the cafeteria. I smiled at her. She smiled back. Then, to my surprise, she got up and walked over to our table. Everybody at the table stopped talking as soon as they saw her standing there. Without even being asked, Megan and Rand scooted apart, and Exmina sat down between them, directly opposite Maya, me, and Summer. Maya was completely shocked. Her eyes were open wide, and she almost looked like a little scared. I had no idea what would happen next. Exmina clasped her hands in front of her, leaned forward, and looked straight at Maya. Maya, she said, I just want to apologize if I have ever said or done anything to insult you. I never meant to, if that's the case. I actually think you're a really special, you're a really nice person and super smart and interesting, and I really hope that we can be friends from now on. Maya blinked, but she didn't say anything. Her mouth was literally hanging open. Anyway, said Exmina, now seeming a little shy, just wanted to tell you that. That's so nice of you, Exmina, said Summer, smiling. Exmina looked at us with that winking expression of hers. It's the shingling, baby, she said, which made us both smile. Then as quickly as she'd sat down with us, she got up and walked back to her table. I looked out the corner of my eye and saw Ellie and Savannah watching her. As soon as she sat down at her table, they came in close to hear what she had to say. That was so nice of her, wasn't it? Summer said to Maya. I'm shocked, answered Maya, taking her glasses off to wipe them. Totally shocked. Summer gave me a little knowing look. Maya, whatever happened to that giant game of dots you were working on? I said, oh, I have it here, she answered eagerly. I told you I was waiting until you're, you were around to play it. Why? You want to play it now? Yeah, I answered, I do. Me too, said Summer. Maya gasped, grabbed her backpack, and pulled out a tube of paper that was folded in thirds and slightly bent at the top. We watched her unfold and carefully unwind the sheet of paper, which took up the entire width and length of the lunch table. When it was completely stretched out, we all looked at it stunned. There wasn't one square inch of the gigantic paper that wasn't covered in dots, perfectly drawn, evenly spaced lines of dots. But not just dots, beautiful grid patterns connected by swirls, waves of lines that ended in spirals or flowers or sunbursts. It almost looked like tattoo art, the way blue ink can cover someone's arm so completely, you don't know where one tattoo starts and another ends. It was the most unbelievably beautiful game of dots I had ever seen. Maya, this is incredible, I said slowly. Yeah, she said happily, I know. How some things changed and some things didn't. That was the only time and the last time that Summer, Exmina, and I sat at a lunch table together, or at any table for that matter. We went back to our different groups, Exmina with Savannah, Summer and Augie, me and Maya, and that honestly was fine with me. Sure, maybe there was a part of me, the part that loves happy endings, that wished things had changed. Exmina and Ellie would suddenly switch tables and start sitting at my table along with Summer. Maybe we'd start a whole new lunch table together with Jack and Augie and Reed and Amos at the table next to ours, but the truth is I knew that things wouldn't change much. I knew it'd be the way it had been the way it had been after the sleepover, like we had taken a secret trip together, a voyage that no one else knew about. And when we returned from our journey, we went back to our own homes. Some friendships are like that. Maybe even the best friendships are like that. The connections are always there. They're just invisible to the eye. Which is why Savannah would have no idea that Summer and I got to know her friend Exmina as well as we did. And why Maya wouldn't understand the effect her note had on me and Summer. 
or why Augie didn't know the first thing about any of this stuff that was going on. He has his own stuff to worry about, Summer had told me once, when she explained why she had never even told Augie she had gotten picked to be in Mrs. Antonabby's dance. He doesn't need to know about all this girl drama. That's not to say there haven't been some changes that have happened. As we entered our last few months of fifth grade, I definitely noticed that Exmita made more of an effort to branch out to other girls in our grade. And when she sees me in the hallway now, she always gives me a warm hello, regardless of whether she's with Savannah. Also, even though Ellie and Maya never patch things up, Ellie and I have hung out after school a couple of times. Not that it's like it used to be, of course, but it's something and I'll take it. Small steps, as Mrs. Antonabby would say, it starts with small steps. And the truth is, even if Ixmina, Savannah, and Ellie did suddenly invite me to sit at their table, I wouldn't go now. It just wouldn't seem right. First of all, I wouldn't want to get an angry note from Maya or have her bare teeth at me across the room. But mostly, it's because I realized something the day she unrolled her magnificent dot game across the lunch table. Maya's been my friend through thick and thin. My friend friend. All these years, in her clumsy, loyal, slightly annoying way, she's never judged me. She's always accepted me. And that group of girls at my lunch table, the ones I have nothing in common with, well, guess what? We have a lunch table in common and a ridiculously beautiful game of dots that we play over lunch with the different colored markers Maya's assigned to each and every one of us, which we have to use or she gets really mad at us. But that's just Maya and that will never change. All right. How I talked to Mr. Tushman. The last day of school, Mr. Tushman's assistant, Mrs. Garcia, found me in seventh period and asked if I would come to talk to Mr. Tushman right after school. Maya overheard her and started giggling. Ooh, Charlotte's in trouble, she's saying. We both knew that wasn't the case, though, and that it probably had to do with the awards they were giving out tomorrow. Everyone assumed that I would win the Beecher Medal because I had organized the coat drive, and the medal usually went to the student who did the most community service. I knocked at Mr. Tushman's door right after last period bell. Come in, Charlotte, he said enthusiastically, signaling for me to sit at a chair in front of his desk. I always loved Mr. Tushman's office. He had all these fun puzzles on the edge of his desk and artwork from kids over the years, framed and hanging on the walls. I noticed immediately that he had Augie's self-portrait as a duck displayed behind his desk. And then suddenly I knew what this meeting was about. So are you excited about tomorrow's graduation ceremony, he asked, crossing his hands in front of him on the desk. I nodded. I can't believe fifth grade's almost over, I answered, unable to restrain my happiness. It's hard to believe, isn't it? He said, do you have plans for summer? I'm going to dance gap camp. Oh, how fun, he answered. You three were so amazing at the benefit in March, like professional dancers. Mrs. Antonabby was so impressed with how hard you worked and how well you worked together. Yeah, it was so much fun, I said excitedly. That's great, he said, smiling. I'm glad you've had a good year, Charlotte. You deserve it. You've been a joyful presence in these hallways, and I appreciate how you've always been nice to everyone. Don't think things like that go unnoticed. Thank you, Mr. Tushman. The reason I wanted to have a little word with you before tomorrow, he said, and I'm hoping you can keep it between us, is that I know you know that among the many honors I give out tomorrow, one of them is the Beecher Medal. You're giving it to Augie, I blurted out, right? He looked surprised. Why do you say that, he asked. Everybody's assuming I'm getting it. He looked at me carefully, then he smiled. You're a very smart girl, Charlotte, he said gently. I'm fine with that, Mr. Tushman, I said, but I wanted to explain, he insisted, because the truth of the matter is... Had this been like any other ordinary year, you would probably be getting that medal, Charlotte. You deserve it. Not only because of all the hard work you did on the coat drive, but because, like I just said before, you've been a really nice person to everyone. I still remember how right from the start, when I asked you to be Augie's welcome buddy, you embraced that wholeheartedly and without equivocation. 
that means like she didn't hesitate at all. How I mentioned, have I mentioned how much I love the fact that he uses big words and assumes we understand them? But as you know, he said this year has been anything except ordinary. And when I was thinking about this award, thinking about what it represents, I realized that it can be more than community service, not to devalue that at all. No, I know totally what you mean, I agreed. When I look at Augie and all the challenges he has to face on a daily basis, he said, patting his heart, I'm in awe of how he manages to simply show up every day with a smile on his face, and I want him to have validation that this year was, this triumph for, was a triumph for him, that he's made an impact. I mean, the way the kids rallied around him after the horrible incident at the Nature Reserve, it was because of him. He inspired that kindness in them. I completely get what you mean, I said. And I want this award to be about kindness, he continued, the kindness we put out in the world. Totally, I agreed. He seemed genuinely delighted by my attitude and a little relieved, I think. I'm so glad you understand, Charlotte, he said. I wanted to tell you beforehand so you wouldn't be disappointed during the ceremony tomorrow, since, as you say, everyone's assuming you're getting it. But you won't tell anyone, right? I wouldn't want to ruin the surprise for Augie and his family. Can I tell my parents? Of course. But I'm planning on giving them a call myself tonight to tell them just how proud I am of you this, this very moment. He got up and reached over the table to shake my hand, so I shook his hand. Thank you, Charlotte, he said. Thank you, Mr. Tushman. See you tomorrow. Bye. I started walking toward the door, but then this one thing popped into my head like a fully formed idea. I had no clue where it came from. But the award can go to two people, right, I asked. He looked up. For a second, I thought I said the tiniest bit of disappointment in his eyes. It has, on a few occasions, gone to a couple of students who have done a community service project together, he answered, scratching his forehead. But in the case of Augie and you, I think the reasons he would be getting it are so different from the reasons you would be. No, I'm not talking about Augie and me, I interrupted. I think Summer should get that award. Summer? She's been such an amazing friend to Augie all year long, I explained. And not because you asked her to be his welcome buddy. Like with me and Jack, she just did it. It's like what you just said about kindness. Mr. Tushman nodded like he was really listening to what I was saying. I mean, I've been nice to Augie, I said, but Summer was kind. That's like nice to the 10th power or something. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, he answered, smiling. I nodded. Good. I really appreciate you telling me all this, Charlotte, he said. We've given, you've given me much to think about. Awesome. He was looking at me and nodding slowly like he was debating something in his head. Let me ask you something, though, he said, pausing as if he were trying to find the right words. Do you think Summer would want a medal just for being friends with Augie? The moment he said it, I knew exactly what he meant. Oh, I said, wait a minute. You're right. She wouldn't. For some reason, the image of Maya bearing her teeth at the Savannah table across the room popped into my head. Friends definitely aren't about the medals. But let me think about it tonight, he said, getting up. No, you're right, I answered. It's good the way you had it. You sure? I nodded. Thanks again, Mr. Tushman. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Charlotte. We shook hands again, but this time he shook my hand in both of his own. Just so you know, he said, being nice is the first step toward being kind. It's a pretty awesome start. I'm supremely proud of you, Charlotte. Maybe he knew it and maybe he didn't, but for someone like me, words like that are worth all the medals in the world. All right, group I'm just going to finish these last two pages so that we finish the book, okay? How Exmina rocked her speech. Good morning, Dr. Jensen, Mr. Tushman, Dean Rubin, fellow students, faculties, teachers, and parents. I'm honored to have been asked to give the commencement speech on behalf of the fifth grade class this year. Remember, this is Exmina talking, okay? As I look around at all the happy faces, I feel so lucky to be here. As some of you know, this is my first year at Beecher Prep. I won't lie. I was a little nervous about coming here at first. I knew that some kids have been here since kindergarten, and I was afraid I wouldn't make friends. 
But it turns out that a lot of my classmates were also new to the school like me. And even the kids who have been here for a while, well, middle school is a brand new ball game for everyone. It's definitely been a learning experience for all of us. With some bumps along the way, some hits and misses, but it's been a wonderful ride. Earlier this year, I was asked to perform in a dance choreo choreographer choreograph, that's the word, sorry, by Mrs. Antonabi for the Beecher Prep benefit. It was amazing for me. My fellow dancers and I worked really hard to learn how to dance together as one. That takes a lot of time and trust. Now, you may not know this about me, but as someone who's gone to a lot of different new schools over the years, trust hasn't always been easy for me to give people. But I really learned to trust these girls. I realized I could be myself with them, and I'll always be grateful for that. I think what I've most looked forward to next year, what I'm most looking forward to next year, my fellow fifth graders, is building that trust with all of you. My hope is, as we start sixth grade, as we get older and wiser, that we all learn to trust each other enough so that we can truly be ourselves and accept each other for who we really are. Thank you. All right, last pages. How I finally introduced myself. I had texted Summer and Xmina the day I saw Gordy Johnson getting out, getting on an uptown bus, and we were all thrilled to know he was alive and well. There was so much going on at that time, though, that he that we really hadn't had the chance to talk about it too much. We got excited, kept our eyes peeled to see if we'd spot him again somewhere else in the neighborhood, but we never did. He was gone again. The next time I saw him wasn't until the beginning of July. Suddenly he was there again, sitting in front of the A&P supermarket awning, playing the same songs on his accordion that he had always played, his black Labrador dog lying down in front of him. I watched him for a few minutes. I studied his open eyes, remembering how they used to scare me. I watched his fingers tapping the buttons on the accordion. It's such a mysterious instrument to me. He was playing. Those were the days, my favorite song. I went up to him when he was finished. Hi, I said. He smiled in my direction. Hello. I'm glad you're back, I said. Thank you, Missy, he said. Where'd you go? Oh, well, he said I went to stay with my daughter down south for a spell. These New York City winters are getting tough on these old bones of mine. It was a cold winter, that's for sure, I said. That's for sure. Your dog's name is Joni, right? That's right. And your name is Gordy Johnson? He tilted his head. Am I so famous that you know my name? He asked. My friend Summer Dawson knows you, I answered. He looked up trying to think of who I might be talking about. Her father was in the Marines, I explained. He died a few years ago. Sergeant Dawson? Sergeant Dawson, he said. Of course I remember him. Glorious man. Sad news. I remember that family well. You tell that little girl I say hello, okay? She was a sweet child. I will, I answered. We had actually tried to find you. Summer and I were worried about you when you weren't here anymore. No, oh, honey, he said. You don't need to worry about me. I make my way around all right. I'm not homeless or anything. I got a place of my own uptown. I just like to have something to do with myself to get out with Joni. I take the express bus in the morning right outside my building. Get out at the last stop. It's a nice ride. I come here out of habit, you know. Nice people here like Sergeant Dawson was. I like to play for them. Do you like my music? Yes, I said. Well... That's why I'm out here playing, girl, he said excitedly, to brighten up people's days. I nodded happily. Okay, I said, thank you, Mr. Johnson. You can call me Gordy. I'm Charlotte, by the way. Nice to meet you, Charlotte, he said. He extended his hand. I shook it. I better go now, I said. It was nice talking to you. Bye, Charlotte. Bye, Mr. Johnson. I reached into my pocket, pulled out a dollar bill, and dropped it into his accordion case. Swoosh. God bless America, said Gordy Johnson. The end. All right. I hope you enjoyed that book, Great Fours.